Hello and welcome to the Aviva podcast. My name is Ben Moss and in this edition of the podcast I'm going to be taking a look at the midlife MOT. Now car owners will of course be familiar with the concept of an MOT. Every year you put your car in for the all important safety features to be checked and then spend the next couple of hours praying that it only needs a bulb changing. But have you ever carried out an MOT on your life? Have you ever taken a step back and assessed your finances, your health and your career. Well last year Aviva piloted a scheme it called the Midlife MOT. Available to employees aged over 45 it gave them time with experts in personal finance, career progression and well-being. The aim was to get people thinking about where their life was going and what their future might be like at an age where they could still make changes for the better. It was so successful that in 2019 Aviva made it more widely available to its own employees, worked with the Department of Work and Pensions to share best practice and even began offering the Midlife MOT as a service to other businesses. Over the summer one of the MOT sessions was held at Aviva's head office in London. I couldn't make it unfortunately so guest presenter Harriet Chamberlain covered for me. She started off by speaking to Aviva's Head of Savings and Retirement, Alistair McQueen, who was instrumental in developing the Midlife MOT. In Aviva we realised that a large percentage of our people are now over the age of 45, one in three of our workforce, and it's also our fastest growing workforce in the organisation. But at the same time we learned that one in three people in that bracket felt that age could be a barrier to opportunity. And that's just not a great place for us to be. We need to be able to allow people to contribute their best regardless of age and if one in three people over the age of 45 feel that their age alone is holding them back this was not a good place we wanted to challenge it to support people and help them make the most of their time in the organization and so we have created the midlife MOT. Can you give me some more detail about how that works? We bring people together for a couple of hours volunteers they choose to sign up to these sessions and in those two hours, we talk through three elements. We talk through how people can manage their wealth. We talk how they can manage their work. And finally, their well-being. So your wealth, your work and your well-being. So at the end of the two hours, yes, we're not expecting people to be leaving as financial experts or work gurus, but they'll leave with more confidence in how they can manage their wealth, work and their well-being, and also with more awareness as to where they can get more support. And that's our objective from the session. And what's the feedback uh, you've had from people who've been through it? First of all, I would say the demand for the event has been huge. And we're also asking people before the MOT and after the MOT, how has their confidence shifted? How has their awareness shifted? And how has their appreciation of Aviva shifted? And across all locations so far, there has been an upturn between more confidence, more appreciation of Aviva and more awareness of where to seek help. So evidence so far is that demand is huge and people are getting value from the two hours out of their busy schedule. Why concentrate on midlife? All ages are important. Aviva's youngest employee is 16, our oldest employee is 76. We want to make sure everybody has a very valuable place in the organisation. I think we are feeling, however, that amongst this large and fast-growing demographic over the age of 45, this is a population that was feeling, to be honest, a bit unloved. They hadn't received much support of career development over recent times. And also wider research says there are great stresses and pressures on this population. They are the, the, the famous sandwich generation helping younger and older members of their family. So there's a specific pressure point in life 
large number of people and we want to help them. So we've decided to invest specifically. And we believe we're the first employer in the UK to do this, large employer to provide a targeted support in our organisation through the Midlife MOT. Aviva is a really large company with uh, with lots of resource. Uh, how can smaller businesses deliver something like a Midlife MOT? I think the first thing I would say is that I'd encourage other employers to think of this not as a cost, but as an investment. The society in the UK is ageing. We are going to see the growth of workers over the age of 45 and above. There's already a record 10 million people aged 50 and over in work, and it's growing every month. We need to be able to support all ages in the workforce, and increasingly that is beyond the ages of 45. So by investing in these people, all organisations, be you large, medium or small, will get a greater return on that investment. So we are all able to succeed and compete and win in our respective businesses in the years to come. So the first is a mindset. See it as an investment, not as a cost. And yes, there's great resources out there. The government provide great resources to help you manage employment at all levels and all ages and even in the government themselves the dwp department for work and pensions have their own site dedicated to a public midlife mot so if you want to learn more please speak to aviva or have a look at the department for work and pensions own midlife mot website well that was alistair mcqueen from aviva so as alistair mentioned the midlife mot covers off health and well-being career and finances Charlotte Delury from Aviva's HR team is one of the presenters who covers the career element of the MOT. So I was here to talk to the guys about um, work and the support in the workplace in terms of um, being at that midlife stage in your career and understanding what support and development opportunities there are still for you regardless of age. And why did you want to get involved? I think it's really important for everybody to have that awareness. So it's actually um, kind of irrelevant in terms of age group. It's more understanding what support mechanisms and what opportunities are available to you throughout the career in Aviva and just making sure that awareness is there so that people are making the most of um, what's available to them and just making informed choices, I guess. And is there any area of the midlife MOT that people tend to find more difficult? I think um, actually my section around workplace was probably the one it sounded like from all of the questions in the chat in the room that it was the one that people knew least about so I think at that age naturally you're more more curious around the finance and I think a lot of people are starting to understand a bit more around their pension so um, potentially the wealth section was a little bit more understood I think in the workplace there's a lot of stuff out there that we offer as a as a people function that people aren't necessarily aware of or fully understanding and I think um, it was great to hear some of the concerns and, the, and the, alleviate some of those fears and be able to just share best practice and share other people's experiences to help people with their own. What kind of feedback have you been getting on the sessions? At the end of that session, um, it was great to have people come up and, and ask more questions and people were really interested to understand more about some of those people function sort of HR initiatives that I talked about so um, it's great to know that people are interested and and also um, less great I suppose that people aren't aware of them but brilliant to know that this is helping create that awareness and it'll be great that that information is going to be able to be spread more and wider. Now I know as I get older I start to think about my health a lot more so the Midlife MOT also helps people assess their well-being and that part of the session is run by Debbie Bullock, well-being lead at Aviva. 
So my role in the Midlife MOT is twofold. So one as a presenter, so it has a well-being element. So I present the element on well-being, but also financial the Midlife MOT forms part of the financial wellbeing programme for Aviva, so I, it's my role to promote it and encourage people to attend as well. Why did you want to get involved? At Aviva, we really care about the wellbeing of our people, and that's a holistic approach physical, mental, financial, and social wellbeing. And the Midlife MOT really plays a strong part in helping people understand where they are at a particular point in their life against lots of elements, whether that be finances, their career choices, or their wellbeing. And as such, wellbeing plays a, a key and integral part in the Midlife MOT, so there was no way I wasn't going to be involved really. I think from a well-being perspective it's really important that people are given the opportunity to realise that um, 45 doesn't mean the end of their career or 55 or whatever. With Aviva you have opportunities to look at your work, your wealth and your well-being all the way through your career. So it's really important to give people the opportunity to take time and to think about that. Is there any area of the midlife MOT that people tend to find more difficult? For example, do people mind talking about finances or um, are they kind of uncomfortable talking about well-being? There is no single element in the MOT that anyone finds individually more difficult than others. They might have focused on a particular element depending on their passion or their knowledge to date. But I don't think anyone goes away leaving the midlife MOT without having learnt something, either in all three areas or in one area more than another. I think working for a financial service in industry, then people might think they know more about the finances and the wealth section, but actually they still come and learn more about what it means in that particular phase of their life. So I think there isn't an area that they don't learn something from. In general, are people who take the midlife MOT prepared for later life or do you find that they kind of haven't thought about it much? I think there's a, people who come to the midlife MOT come with a mixed range of knowledge and preparedness. Um, so some people might have a very specific plan uh, and, and other people have no idea what they're going to do. So there's a really good mix and even those who've got a plan find out more information that they didn't necessarily know or they help understand how they can achieve their plan. So I think there's a mix. There's always something for everyone to learn. Uh, what kind of feedback have you been getting about the session? The feedback on the midlife MOTs at Aviva has been absolutely brilliant. We've been oversubscribed for a lot of the sessions that we're running, so people really want to go. And there's, we get people who leave who all want to recommend it to their colleagues. So everybody's been positive about what the midlife does for them and how it's made them more aware of what knowledge they might have. So I think it um, increases their confidence and raises their awareness of where to get more help. Um, so why wouldn't, you know, they, they leave super positive. And if there are people listening who think that they could benefit from planning more for their future, what's the one piece of advice that you'd give them? From a well-being perspective, which is my area of expertise, then I would certainly say think about looking, make sure you look after your own well-being. So we're very good at putting other people first, but take time to consider your well-being and do something individually each day to support that, whatever that might be. Um, on a wider midlife MOT, take, take stock of where you are and just take some time to think and educate yourself about what opportunities are available to you because it doesn't matter whether you're, 25, 45 or 65, there's, there's plenty of opportunity out there for you. So, we've heard from the people who run the Midlife MOT at Aviva, but what about the people who actually take part in it? Has it made a difference to them? 
Well, I spoke to Cathy Honeyball, Workplace Pension Client Relationship Manager at Aviva, who took part in a midlife MOT earlier this year. So I look after clients that have got large pension schemes with Aviva. I suppose my main aim in life is, is to, to keep the clients, um, you know, to keep my clients happy and make sure the service they're receiving is, is tip top um, and that they're happy with, with everything um, that they get from Aviva. So when the opportunity arose, why did you decide to sign up to that midlife MOT? So partially it was because I knew that in the background we were starting to pilot it to clients as well. So I thought, well, you know, if I'm going to talk to my clients about it, I perhaps ought to have, you know, a little bit of knowledge about it myself. But then also then thought, you know, it's an ideal time for me to take a couple of hours away from, you know, day to day life and actually properly think about whether things that I talk to other people about, like taking, you know, um, taking interest in your pension and planning for the future and things like that. I'm actually doing it properly myself. So um, I knew a couple of the people that were involved in it and Alice McQueen and one of the guys, Rob Clegg from the Aviva Advice team, I knew that they were involved. So I was interested to, you know, just go along and, and, and see, you know, what they got to say really. And what was it like that that session, if you if you think back to the MOT, yeah. describe it for people who won't have been on one, you know, what did you have to do? What did you talk about? Those kind of things. So it was it was very much set out in, into three areas where we were looking at, at sort of wealth, which is, is, is the pension and retirement side, um, work, which is obviously, you know, what you do at work. And, and, and something that I haven't really properly thought about was planning your working life as you're approaching retirement. So maybe thinking about, um, you know, reducing hours or doing, doing something a bit different. And then well-being which again was sort of planning what you would do with your life as you as you get to retirement so I think those were the two areas that I was least confident in because obviously the pension side is something that I do talk about quite a lot anyway um, but I suppose like everyone when it's your day job you know actually taking control of your own finances is uh, is, is sort of put on the back burner while you're dealing with everybody else's so it, it sort of focused me on um, you know thinking about you know, would I want to retire at a, you know, at a specific age? You know, would I want to retire before the state pension um, would be made payable? Um, was I invested in the right investment funds? Was I contributing sufficiently? Um, and all things like that, that, you know, I sort of do think about vaguely. It sort of concentrated it a little bit into actually making me, you know, properly take account of, of what I'm doing and is it the right thing and do I need to do something different? It's interesting, isn't it? Because the perception from outside might be they might look at you and think, right, you work for a big financial services company, yeah. you work in pensions, you must have, mm -hmm. you must be completely clued up and know exactly where you're going and what you're doing. And actually, you went, yeah. you went to a midlife MOT session and thought, I haven't really put a lot of thought, <laughs> you know, <laughs> amount of thought into this. No. It sort of goes against um, what the what the perception might be, doesn't it? Yes, it does. And and I've always I've always been a big advocate because you know this is something that I do reiterate time and time again to clients and members of pension schemes is, you know, save as much as you possibly can to get as much as you can from from the employer. So I've I've always I've always done that, but I've always sort of in the back of my mind thought you know well I'm, I'm, I'm paying as much as I can as I can afford um, it'll sort of take care of itself but you know the investment side of it and actually thinking you know maybe I don't want to retire at 67 what if I want to start sort of you know um, I don't know 
working fewer days and, and needing to, to sort of dip into my pension a little bit from, from being in my late 50s, am I actually in a position, you know, to be able to do that? So, um, so yeah, it's it's made me go online and and, and look at the, the retirement calculators and the Shape My Future um, system and things like that where it does give you a good overview. And, you know, nobody's got a crystal ball, so nobody's ever going to be able to say, you know, in 10 years' time, you will definitely have this amount of money and definitely be able to lead this lifestyle. But actually having an awareness of, of how much you need to save to be able to lead the sort of lifestyle that you want to in retirement is, is, is something you really need to take account of really and and the only person that can make a difference to it is is you so um yeah it's made me uh, made me think about the words that i say to other people a lot is there any other changes you've already made or you think you're planning to make based on what you've sort of learned from the from the mot you know we had a little bit of a pay rise earlier this year um and i thought well i haven't quite got used to actually seeing that in my, in my salary so why don't I, you know, pay that into my pension? So do a bit of an increase and get a little bit of an increase from Aviva as well. So that was one one change that I made. Um, so I haven't really seen a difference in my in my net pay because you know I haven't, I haven't quite got used to actually having that. Um, and the other thing that I've started to think about as well, but I haven't actually taken any action on, is my investment funds. Um, so I've always been a self-selector in investment funds and admittedly done, done reasonably well out of it. Um, I am in quite high risk funds at the moment, um, but I've started thinking that again, if I am going to be planning to, to either, you know, sort of reduce hours or reduce days or, or start to plan my retirement, I really need to be thinking about doing some de-risking. Um, and that's the area that I'm not confident in, um, because obviously the the decisions you take as you as you approach your retirement to sort of lock in the gains that you've that you've achieved while you know while the funds have been growing is is really important. So um, I think I'll I'll definitely be uh, speaking to one of the um, financial advice team to uh, to actually have a look and give me some recommendations on on what I should be doing. So that was Cathy Honeyball from Aviva who recently took part in a midlife MOT. Now it is early days for sessions like these and only a handful of employers are offering them at the moment. But if you're interested in finding out more, visit the show notes of this podcast as I've put some links to the government website where you can take a look at the online version of the MOT. Well that's just about it for this edition of the podcast and for making it all the way to the end, here's a fact which I actually had to look up what does MOT actually stand for? Believe it or not, it's Ministry of Transport. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to this edition of the Aviva Podcast. Podcast.